Are you ready to be inspired and empowered by the stories of a truly unstoppable woman? Then get ready for an exciting new episode of Unstoppable Women. I'm your host, Noelle Peterson, the Journey Navigator. Today, I'm going to chat with another remarkable and inspiring woman. In each episode, we feature a different guest who has overcome adversity and achieved amazing things in her career and in her personal life. Through authentic conversation, you'll learn about her struggles, journeys, and breakthrough moments that have helped her become the unstoppable woman she is today. Each guest brings a unique perspective and a powerful wisdom. You'll gain valuable insights into how to overcome challenges, break barriers, and thrive in your own life. You'll walk away feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to take action toward achieving your own goals. Good morning. Welcome back. This week, we've got an amazing lady, Amanda Hardin, living a lipstick tactical life by design, inspires and empowers. It's a revelation on how to become yourself without boundaries or fears. It's about confidence and finding out just how much power you have within that has lied dormant. It's about standing up, expanding your boundaries, and letting nothing hold you back. So welcome, Amanda Hart, founder of Lipstick Tactical. Hey there. How are you? Doing good. Welcome Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Unstoppable Women this week. Tell us about Amanda and who you are and how you have gotten to where you are. (laughs) We might need longer than this podcast, but, um, you know, the synopsis is I... um, I am Middle Eastern and I was raised very traditional um, Middle Eastern where there was not a lot of expectations on women uh, other than to find a a good husband and get married and make a lot of babies and cook food for them. Honestly, that was pretty much how I was raised. And I was raised in the South. So I was raised with some pretty stereotypical Southern lady expectations. And I would say my whole life, it never sat with me to that that was going to be what I did. Um, so I'm sure we'll dig in more, but, you know, fast forward, a couple kids, a marriage, a divorce, a move cross country to um, I, I had to move. I moved 1200 miles away from my um, immediate family. And it was something I felt like I needed to do so I could truly start living as myself without judgment or expectations of what and how I should be. So it's been a wild ride. There there are ups and downs. There may or not be an arrest in there, uh, some depression, some self-medication. I went through a hell of a journey to get where I am today. Um, And it, you know, it was mostly because I was so hung up on what I thought I should be for others. And that when I finally quit living for others and started living for myself, my entire world just expanded and exploded. And it's been, it's been amazing ever since. Isn't that wild how, to, how we have to go through something and break those ties, break those things that are, grew us up to who we thought we were supposed to be Mm -hmm. so we can find ourselves because we do get stuck in that going through the motions and being for others yeah but there's a lot more to us than 
what others want. And we need to find that within us. Absolutely. It's uh, the most miserable years of my lives were the li- the years that I was living for others. Um, I used to be a, a housewife. I was in the junior league. I was president of my garden club. I was doing all the things that society said as a Southern ethnic woman, I should be doing. And I was miserable. I, and, but I felt a lot of guilt that I was miserable because I could remove myself outside, you know, kind of look in on the outside and say, well, this is a life that, that, you know, people say is the American dream and this is what everyone wants. And I know there's a bazillion people that would be willing to trade places with me. And I wrestled with that for a long time, feeling a tremendous guilt for not being happy and content in the life that I was living. Um, But I, you know, I I had to, I had to, I had to break free from it. Um, You know, I ride motorcycles, I shoot guns. That is not what a proper Southern woman does. um, Things like that. And then I even intentionally put this on today. I love to wear like choker collary necklaces. And even, even to this day, I've been told that there are um, some women that talk about me because I wear these, that it's like tacky and offensive and, and I shouldn't do that. And I'm, but I'm to the point in my life that I, I designed this shirt for lipstick tactical. It says not for everyone. It's not. No, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm living for me. Uh, I do right by others. And you know, here I am. Well, and that's it. it was we can be strong in who we are and it's, we're not going to be happy and we're not going to make be right for everybody. We will resonate with people that we resonate with. I mean, we come from different worlds, but yet very similar overarching stories in ways, but we're not going to be happy for everyone. We're not going to click we're not going to be able to coach everybody because we can't but we have we have to be true to who we are so we can be integrous and have those conversations and build those relationships with those that matter absolutely absolutely and 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 that is something that I, I realized um in the last decade that if every single person you encounter likes you or completely agrees with you all the time you're not standing for anything. Um, you know, uh, you don't have to be offensive or abrasive in the things you do. But I think that if, yeah, if everyone all the time agrees with you, likes you, you're not, you're not putting your flag in anything. You know, you're not standing for anything in particular if you're just pacifying everybody. And I think that's probably one of the quickest ways to make yourself miserable. It is because you're not, you're like you said, you're not, you're living for everybody else and not yourself. Hundred percent, and I, th- I think that's what women fall into that a lot, whether they know they do or don't. You know, you have a lot of women. Oh, you know, I don't do that. But think about it. Even if your parents didn't raise you specifically this way, I feel like society kind of puts this expectation on women that you know we don't rock the boat, we don't ruffle the feathers. Um, I think this gets women in trouble a lot with um, in like their dating relationships where 
you know, we're, we're the peacekeepers. We want everybody to be happy. We're not told to say no, which no has become a very garbled term in our society. Um, you know, I think people think, oh, that just means try harder, either, either pushing work on somebody or, or a romantic relationship. Um, we, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So in my self-defense classes, we talk about this a lot that a lot of times women will end up in situations that, that they, they, it was coming. You saw it coming. The, the guy was getting into your space. The guy was whatever saying, Oh, well, Oh, you're just, Oh, you're such an independent woman. Let me help you out, whatever. And we are trained to not hurt people's feelings, you know? So sometimes we allow people into our space, friendship, professional, romantic, that we should have these hard boundaries of no, but but we don't we don't want to offend anybody or make them feel bad or embarrass them, and uh, I think that's that's a huge problem for women. It is, and we can't find ourselves. I mean, you said you moved twelve hundred miles away. I never calculated, but I moved from Denver to Bogota, Colombia. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> so, I, and, and for me, it was very very good for my personal growth. Yeah. I learned to be a woman, a mom, a wife. Yes. My way. Yes. And I think that's huge. And it was very beneficial. My daughter just moved 90 minutes away. And I think it's very good to have that separation. So you can grow up in who you are and figure out some of those things that well, mom might tell you, or you might see, Mm-hmm. But maybe that's not necessarily right for me. And you need to find some of those intricacies for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I don't think I fully grew into who I am now until I moved 1,200 miles away. And that was only eight years ago. So it's kind of late in life. Um, things that I just, I didn't think were for me, uh, things that I couldn't do. It's like, I have just exploded into this whole happy, content, loving human being where my my personal self-hatred and self-loathing were intense by the time I left the South. Um, You know, I felt like I didn't fit in. Um, I was a single mom. I was riding motorcycles. I was shooting guns. I had been on a reality television show on Top Shot where, you know, we were competing with firearms and like, literally I felt like the other moms would just kind of look at me like that. I was this anomaly and I got so tired of that. And it, and I, I was still at a phase in my life where I took it very personally. So I was always like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just be like the other moms? And, and why do they not want to accept me and be friends with me? And, I mean, I was in, I was in a low, low place by the time I left. So I'm glad you left, but tell us how you started Lipstick Tactical. Oh, Lipstick Tactical started from the reality television show. So in 2011, I was on Top Shot, came on History Channel, and it was a reality television show. It was a marksmanship show. So we were shooting guns. And after I appeared on that reality television show, I was approached by a number of uh, companies in the firearms industry and they wanted to sponsor me to shoot competitively. So I started shooting competitively and I used Lipstick Tactical basically to handle my sponsorships. 
And then I started getting a good bit of notoriety in the firearms community. And I've always been prissy and girly. I've always done my hair and makeup. So I started the company's called Lipstick Tactical as a play on who I am. That uh, just because I carry a firearm, just because I can defend myself, doesn't mean that I also had to, you know, start wearing cargo pants and never wear lipstick again. So it's a total play on being embracing your femininity to whatever degree you want to, and also knowing you are just a total hardcore chick that can uh, take care of herself. So that evolved. Uh, women started seeing me and they literally they would say, if you can shoot that gun, I can shoot that gun. It was because I'm fairly petite um, and I was sponsored to shoot, you know, big, long rifles, very aggressive competitions. And so it, my career kind of found me, if you will. And so I thought, well, these women want me to train them. So I went and got some training certifications, learned how to properly be a trainer started training. And then, then people started coming back to me after I trained them in firearm safety and self-defense. And they would say, I'm, I'm going to go do this, this trip I've never done. I'm going to go on this cross country road trip by myself. Cause I feel, I feel like I can take care of myself. So I, in my mind, it was very narrow. I was like, well, I'm just going to teach you how to be a competent, responsible firearm owner and how to defend yourself if it came to it. And then after they started coming back and telling me these things, I was like, wow, people are actually going out and making bigger, bolder decisions with their lives because of this training. And that's when uh, my mission statement, which you read, was, uh, you know, it's about standing up, expanding your boundaries and letting nothing hold you back. So that it just it's been growing. And now that I am um, coaching with women um, to like because they're like the number one question I get was, weren't you scared? Like when I do a cross country motorcycle ride by myself, or um, I'm also in commercial real estate and have had some, some pretty big sales. And, and, you know, women are like, weren't you scared? How'd you do it? Aren't you scared to live on commission? And I kept thinking, scared? Like, no, like, no, I, no, no, I forgot to be scared. No, I wasn't scared. <laughs> so women have started asking me, like, show me how to live like that. So it's my career has found me a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, it's so awesome because that when you do something you love and you can dive into it with a passion and integrity and all of the joy that you can wake up with, it just makes life so much better. Yeah. Oh, every, every day I wake up and I just have so much gratitude for the life I live now. Um, everything I've built, all the blessings that have come to me. Yeah. It's it. I I'm a, I'm a better person for myself and that makes me a better person for my children. It makes me a better person for my partner. It makes me a better person for my mother. Like, I think that is something we should focus so much more heavily on in our society. Like if you are not happy with yourself, if you are not good for yourself, you are not good for anyone around you. There's a lot of truth there. I mean, it's, we can't give what we don't have. And as a coach, we talk about seeing from the outside and seeing that perspective, but we also can give confidence and purpose when we, when the person can't see it themselves. I think that's what some of this has done for you and that you are doing for the uh, ladies that come to you. Mm -hmm. giving them that purpose and giving them that confidence that they can do things because you're right. We, as women, 
tend to start off life without the confidence in being whole in who we are. Mm -hmm. We feel that we have to have a, a partner. We feel we have to have a family. We have to have this job. We have to do all these things, but we don't take care of us and look at who we are. So, uh, a little bit about the women that um, come to you and what, what is the value? What kind of woman are you looking for to, to help and that could benefit from your services? The women that I can help the most are women that they're, they've already got their career going. They've already got their life going. Um, and just something's not clicking. They're just not content. Or maybe they've had this goal for a really long time that they've just not been able to hit. I, I do a lot of goal attainment coaching. So um, a, a little more background on me. Um, I've done fitness shows. I do ride my motorcycle cross country solo all the time. And um, I, again, had a very lucrative commercial real estate career. And women will see this. And I've done all this single for 16 years. I got divorced 16 years ago. And I was like, you know, 29, 30. I was 29 when I got divorced. So that's still considered very young. And people were like, oh, well, you'll remarry. You'll just get married again. And, and, and I never did. And again, I had to go through that. Well, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? But the first few years after my divorce, I basically quit living life. I was like, well, I can't go to this gala because I don't have a partner to go with me. Or I can't go to this nice dinner because I don't have a partner to go with me. Or I can't take this vacation because I'll be by myself. Because um, then I was at the age where my other friends were you know, getting married, having their kids, things like that, you know, the, yeah. you know, travel without their spouse. And, and it, my, my depression, I mean, it just, I sunk into a hole that basically life was over for me until I found this partner. And so I, I, I was miserable. And one day I kind of woke up and was like, I'm wasting the best years of my life, just sitting in limbo waiting. So I said, forget it. And I started taking vacations by myself. I take myself out to nice restaurants. I do everything. I'll, I'll go to concerts by myself, everything. And that was really what women started looking at. They're like, oh my God, you just went to Mexico by yourself? Like, how was it? Did you feel weird being there? And so I started just living my life as an example to other women about just go do it, you know, do it for yourself, do it by yourself. And they started literally seeking out and say, how do you do that? How do you do that? So I do a lot of goal attainment, whether it's a woman wanting to reach a fitness goal. I work with women who have startup businesses and they're trying to refine their clients and their processes. Uh, women that want to take a vacation by themselves and they're just too scared to do it. it it's, it's so cool. I work best with women that just need help getting pushed out of their comfort zone. That's all of us. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, my, my daughter's 27 now, but I, I've been there. She's there. It's, we, we've got to grow up. We've got to find ourselves and make that choice yeah. that we can. Yeah. And that, that's it. You can. You can. And it's safe and, and nobody's going to think you're weird. You know, I went to Miami by myself for a week. Best trip ever. You know, it's just, it's so cool. Once you're willing to push yourself out there 
Uh, and 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 then people uh, back to people asking, were you scared? Were you scared? Were you scared? And lots of times it's like, well, no, I wasn't. But the times that the answer is yes, I say, yes, I was scared and I just did it scared. I just did it scared. You know, um, I run things through a filter uh, when I'm trying to make decisions. And it's how likely am I to die doing this thing? Um, you know, like maybe some super adventurous like parachuting or something. How likely am I to die or become permanently disabled if I do this thing? And then how much am I going to regret it at the end of my life if I don't do this thing? Well, I look back on it and be like, hey, when I was 45, I had that chance to do this thing and I was too scared. But that's literally the only two filters I run something through. Maybe I should do a little more filters, but it's been working okay for me. And then I make my decision. Um, I worked as a little more background. I'm actually a registered nurse. I left nursing many, many years ago, but I did palliative care nursing, which is the end of life care. So I sat bedside with many, many people as they, you know, passed on from this world. And I, it changed me in my 20s, like big time changed me in my 20s. My takeaway, I always tell you, everyone has their it. Your it is going to get you at some point in time. You don't know if it's a car accident and you're just going to go, if it's going to be cancer, if you're going to kidney disease, it, you know, and it's, and it's going to come at any time. You know, I sat bedside with uh, a woman who was in her forties and she got diagnosed kind of out of nowhere with like stage four lung cancer, wasn't even a smoker. And, and, and it was it. She was, I mean, she was, she was dying. That was it. 45. And then I'd have the people who, you know, as we all hope we do well into their eighties, long, happy life. But every one of them had regret on their deathbeds. And it was a different amount for everybody, but it was regret that we should have bought that travel trailer. Um, you know, my husband wanted to do that. And I wish we had done that. Or I wish I'd taken that new job. Or I wish I had reached back out to this person that I had, you know, bad blood with. Not one time did someone take their dying breath and say, I wish I'd have spent more hours at work. I wish I had cleaned my house more. I wish I had uh, done more what other people wanted. Number one regret was people not living life for themselves. Number one regret, hands down. And that profoundly changed me. Profoundly. Well, and I'll say if, when you go do things alone, it's easier to do them because you're not trying to decide, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? It's, I get to choose what we're doing today. <laughs> it's incredible. I love it. And it lets you know yourself. Like if I don't, if I hadn't spent the last 16 years really getting to know myself, I wouldn't be able to be in a relationship now. I, Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Am I actually compatible with this person? Cause I've not spent any time with myself. I have spent a decade with myself, uh, you know, did the, the counseling, the hypnotherapy, meditation, yoga, like I did everything to just center all of me. And, and yet like I know myself to my core. And I think that's a lot of us, most of us don't ever take the time. And maybe that's what we're really scared of is getting to know ourselves. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's not an easy process. Like I think I spent almost, uh, I think I cried almost every day for a year as I was working through some things and um, it is hard and you got to look yourself in the mirror and you got to own 
the good things you've done in the past, the bad things you've done in the past, the regrets you have, the, the, you know, yeah, but it's, it's worth the journey. Cause when you get to the other side, it's just the most freeing thing ever. Um, lots of times I think when you get into your forties, into your fifties, you start to really, um, get bitter almost. Uh, like, you know, I find it very refreshing to meet people in my age group and older that still have this like childish passion for life, because I feel like we go one way pretty extreme as we get older. We're either like, we let everything beat us down, which we, we all have a tough story. We all have a tough story, you know? And you can either choose to focus on that and let it define you, or you can say, you know what, here's the beautiful moments. Here's the, the ways I grew through those tough times and still like keep your faith in humanity and, and love for yourself and your passion for life. Well, and you, and you mentioned earlier, we, you know, my husband and I in coaching talk about owning your responsibility, owning your shit, owning who you are and what's been done because until you can own what's going on and take responsibility, I don't think you can actually take the change, make the choice to change it and change your stature in life. Yeah. Until you realize and fully own that you are the author of your life, it, it, nothing will change. Cause you do, you meet those people that, you know, they're in their fifth job and they're like, it's always the manager. Oh, problem with the manager. Or, you know, it's like after a certain point, you got to go, Hey, how did I contribute to, to this? Or, or how am I contributing to the things that keep happening? Best thing I ever did in my life was I created some really firm boundaries. And, and it was very weird going through that process because I felt like if I had really firm boundaries, oh, I would upset people. People wouldn't want to be friends with me, whatever it is. And I discovered, no, when I made some firm boundaries of who is in my life and not in my life, it actually brought so much peace to my life. There is no drama in my life. There is no strife. I have a small circle and, and, and they interact with me in the way that I expect to be interacted with. I interact with them how they want it. I have the best friendships more people seem to like me now than used to. Um, and if they don't, it, it doesn't matter because you're, you didn't fit the, you didn't fit my litmus test. You're not, you're not in my circle. I, I don't, I don't care if you like me or not. Um, but it, I just, I have the best life right now. I have the best friends, the best relationships with my kids. I'm okay saying no to people and it feels good. And I think that really just generates, we, we talk a lot in my world of um, the boundaries, setting boundaries for what's important to you, what's, what is in alignment with who you are. And part of that is relationships. And it's okay to not spend time with those family members or friends who are bringing you down. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's okay. It is okay. So tell us about what you got coming up. I think you mentioned a cruise. Yeah. So one of the things that people would always say, you know, the traveling by myself, travel by yourself, travel by yourself. How do you do that? How do you do that? And um, I thought, well, I'm going to start doing adventure vacations for people. And so that's really exciting. So we got a cruise coming up. Uh, we're going to snorkel with sharks. That's going to be very adventurous. And it's just, it lets people who have, are maybe scared to travel by themselves 
to do it, but to latch on to knowing there's going to be a group there, there's going to be somebody knows, kind of someone else planned it. Even just the planning is very yeah. overwhelming to people. So, and then we're going to do a driving day. So we're going to do these adventure things quarterly. And it's just, it's part of the mission of why people seek me out. They want to know how to live more adventurous lives. And we should, mm. we deserve it. So everybody reach out to Amanda. You're in downtown Denver, right? I am. Yep. I spent a lot of time at Castle Rock as well. Um, so it, yeah, it's great. It's a, you, we are so powerful. That is my goal in life is to help everyone realize how powerful they are. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Amanda. Yeah, it's fun. Thanks for the conversation. Are you an entrepreneur or business owner? If so, you need to know about the Achieve Systems Business Building Membership. We are one of the best referral-based communities that wants to refer you. We help generate you thousands of leads per year. We also provide you an incredible mentorship program that has won many awards. We don't stop there. We have 60 plus opportunities to take your business to the next level, like authoring and publishing books and many, many more. Go to AchieveSystemsPro.com and get started today. Thank you so much for joining us today and a huge thank you to our guest for sharing her wisdom, experience, and insight. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor to have her on the show. The incredible stories and achievements of the women we feature on this podcast are not just inspiring. They're a call to action. They remind us that we are capable of achieving anything we set our minds to. I encourage you to take that first step toward realizing your dreams and living your best life. Don't wait for permission. Believe in yourself. And if you're looking for support and guidance on your journey, I invite you to join me. Text WOMEN to 55444 to learn more about how I, your journey navigator, can help you unlock your full potential. Remember, you are unstoppable. Let's make, make big things happen together.